You're listening to Speaking of Language, a podcast recorded at the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. I'm Dan Gable, Technology Manager for the LRC. Each week, we explore a topic related to language pedagogy and second language acquisition. This week on Speaking of Language, we introduce Angelica Kramer, the new director of the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. In the first episode of our second season, Angelica speaks with Sam Lupowitz, the LRC's media manager, about communicative language teaching, using your immediate surroundings to contextualize your expression and interpretation of language. Well, uh, welcome, Angelica. This is the first episode of the second semester of our podcast, Speaking of Language, and uh, it's an exciting sort of transition time for us here at the Cornell LRC, uh, and part of that is because you are here now. So uh, I thought maybe we could start and you could introduce yourself a little bit and talk about how you wound up here and absolutely go from there. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure. This is um, indeed exciting, not only to be here at Cornell, but also to um, be contributing to this wonderful podcast here. Um, so I started my position just this semester, and for the last 10 years, I was uh, working in the Center for Language Teaching Advancement at Michigan State University. So I was doing work in a very similar capacity, um, working with language teachers, with language learners. Um, I'm originally from Germany, um, grew up there, spent more than half of my life there. We're still at that point in my life. Um, and uh, ended up at Michigan State as a as a graduate student with the intention of staying for one academic year. And 17 years later, I'm not quite sure what happened. Uh, but my background is in second language acquisition. That's where I got my PhD in German studies with a focus on second language acquisition from Michigan State. And as I mentioned, I'm I'm very excited um, to be a part of this team now. So as I am learning about all the wonderful things that are going on here on Cornell's campus and at the LRC, um, I was thinking of sharing all those resources, all the great things uh, that the language instructors here are doing. And that will basically be our um, season two of the podcast, basically. Um, I'm quite impressed with the range of languages that are taught at Cornell, upward of, of 50 languages. Uh, of course, we have the wonderful shared course initiative with Columbia and Yale. We have great foreign language across the curriculum programs, jumpstart classes. And some of these um, I'll be talking with some of my colleagues about over the course um, of the episodes here in our second season. Um, today, what I would like to do is um, talk a little bit about communicative and proficiency oriented language teaching. So, Sam, um, can you tell us a little bit about your background in language learning? Sure. Uh, I mean, I, I was an English major, so that that's my uh, my native language. So I spent a lot of time studying that. Uh, when I was in middle school and high school, I studied French uh, to the point where I was an okay speaker of French. Okay. I wouldn't say I ever got fluent. And then when I got to college, I studied Italian and never got particularly good at yeah. Italian. But I've, you know, I, so I've studied languages sort of at a beginner to intermediate level. Mm -hmm. But uh, for all the time that I spend here at the LRC, uh, working, helping language teachers and students, uh, I've never been a particularly advanced student of secondary languages myself, mm -hmm. so, which is sort of my my 
shameful secret, I suppose. <laughs> and now the world knows. I know. I just told <laughs> told everyone. <laughs> well, that's okay. It's never too late to continue to advance, right? Absolutely. Do you get a chance to still use either French or Italian? Well, I'm uh, I'm taking a, a trip to Paris for my honeymoon oh, uh, in a few right. months. So it's a good thank you. It's a good uh, opportunity for me to brush up, mm -hmm. and it's been. Definitely high on on my list to take that opportunity to uh, firm up my French a little bit because it's sort of been sitting and getting rusty for yeah. a number of years yeah, at this sure, point. Sure. So um, English is my second language, German obviously being my first language. And um, the way languages were taught um, when I was little in Germany is, is quite different than um, languages are are taught here. So I started with English in fifth grade, added Latin in seventh grade, French in ninth grade, and then I took Spanish in um, college in Germany, and I, I shamefully have to admit that this is my dirty secret here, um, that I dropped out of uh, third semester Spanish because I just couldn't deal with um, drilling vocabulary. Uh-huh. Doing these little flashcards, these note cards with, with vocabulary, I, I just had other things to do. That's it. Maybe not an, an uncommon reaction. Yeah, uh, indeed, indeed. Um, so, do you remember in your language classes, both in high school and in in college, what what would a day, a regular class session look like? What would the teacher do? What would you do as a student? Would you get to speak much? Would you? I do remember getting to speak uh, a fair amount and doing a lot of, uh, uh, you know. Uh, activities that were sort of vocabulary centered, you know, one unit would be, you know, things that are in the home or there'd be a, a unit that would be, you know, getting from place to place or food. Uh, and, you know, I remember having a lot of model conversations mm -hmm. centered around those things, uh, talking to the other students or to the teacher about you know, what was in my hypothetical room mm -hmm. or, um, you know, what I was ordering from yeah. a restaurant, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that um, sounds like a, a traditional, typical, standard language classroom. So a lot of the um, textbooks that we see um, make the claim that they're communicative textbooks, um, and a lot of the regular language classes um, tout to be communicative um, language classrooms as well. We've recently seen more of a trend toward programs calling themselves proficiency-oriented so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. All these various approaches to language teaching, of course, mean different things to different individuals, and they also mean different things um, in, in different languages. Um, many times when I've visited language classes to um, observe my colleagues and give feedback on their teaching, um, turns out that there is actually not that much communication that's going on in some of the classrooms. And again, this is it, it varies um, by different individuals and, and by different institutions. But many times we tend to focus not on the actual communication. We don't give students enough time, especially um, considering the limited time that we do have in our traditional face-to-face -face classes. Oftentimes we get carried away by um, focusing maybe a little bit too much on, on structure and on grammar. Um, so the way that uh, I would define communication, and this is um, not my personal definition, I mean a lot of the prominent um, SLA researchers um, 
would subscribe to this uh, definition as well. But um, communication is the expression, interpretation, and negotiation of meaning in a given context. And so I would like to invite all of our colleagues here at Cornell and whoever else is listening in to kind of think about that. What do you do in your classroom and in your teaching? So really, if we want our students to be able to communicate, meaning needs to be expressed. Students need to have the opportunity to express meaning, but also to interpret that meaning. And again, this is going to happen in the context of the classroom. So the context always really defines how we talk to one another, right? You and I right now, this is a, an informal conversation. Sure. This is a different way of communicating than we might communicate when I waltz into your office and I ask you to put out a fire real quick. So, Absolutely. <laughs> always um, context dependent. And of course, we also, when we think about um, expression of meaning and interpretation of meaning, we need to think about the participants in that context. And in our classrooms, the participants are the students and the teacher, right? The setting is the classroom itself. And we also need to be mindful of what the purpose is. Because in this context, um, we will communicate a little bit differently than we might um, outside of the confines of our classroom. So when we think about this um, definition of communication, what do we actually um, do in our classroom? Do we allow our students to be context dependent um, or do we sometimes get carried away and we impose a different context onto our students that may not be, quote unquote, a, a real authentic context? And I think this is where a lot of people struggle a little bit because we always read about making things authentic. But what is authentic? If we sure. think about the context of the classroom, is it authentic to mimic a conversation? You know, I, I go to a restaurant, you mentioned something like that. Yeah. You learn how to order food. Is that an authentic task that our students may be doing? Because we are in the classroom and not in the real, um, in the real context of a restaurant. Um, so in addition to communicative language teaching um, in recent literature, we've uh, heard a lot about move toward proficiency-oriented language instruction. Um, and uh, the Center for Advanced Research on Language Acquisition, uh, CARLA, um, out of uh, Minnesota, they um, define proficiency-oriented language instruction as a general framework for organizing instruction, curriculum, and assessment rather than a method or a theory. So they say that within this framework, language learners um, practice the four modalities, listening, speaking, reading, and writing, again, in order to communicate meaningfully, effectively, and creatively in the target language for real-life purposes. So a proficiency orientation promotes intercultural communication by exploring the mosaic of language and culture so that students can communicate appropriately and accurately in authentic contexts in the world language that they're studying. So this proficiency-oriented language instruction is student-centered, and it builds on what students need, what they already know, and what they can do. And it respects, of course, diverse learning styles, while also encouraging the development of a wide range of skills and learning strategies. So I think we actually see is some overlap between um, the definition of communicative language teaching and also this proficiency-oriented language instruction. Right, right. Um, 
So really, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's important as language educators um, and also as language learners that we think about what is the purpose of, of our language study? Um, what do we, from the educational perspective, want to impart in our students? And also considering what, what's the purpose of the student? Why are they taking the class? What do they want to get out of learning the language? Um, so I think this is something that I would like to continue to explore over the course of our um, of our season here, see what some of our invited speakers have to say about that, um, and um, what we will um, do in our next episode. Um, we will have our first guest. Great. Um, for this season, it will be Bill Van Patten who is the host of the widely and wildly popular call-in <laughs> show, Tea with BVP, um, that I was involved in as well, as a little side note. Um, that particular um, show no longer exists because the team, um, Bill Walter and I, all um, left Michigan State University to pursue different adventures, different things. Um, but Bill is launching a new live podcast, that launch date will be Wednesday, September 12th. That show will run at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And it will be called, are you ready for this? I am. I'm just trembling with anticipation. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything is shaking in here. Right. <laughs> so the podcast is called Talk in L2 with BVP. And these will be very informal conversations on language, language acquisition, and classroom practice. So again, a fun and entertaining way to learn more about uh, what research suggests for language teachers. More information on that particular podcast can be found on classroomtapas.com. We also invite you, of course, to listen to our own podcast, Speaking of Language. The website um, for that is, is well, the, the link to the website is on our LRC website, which is LRC. .cornell.edu. Um, you can listen to all of our archived episodes on there. Um, we also invite you to connect with us on social media. We are on Facebook if you look for Cornell LRC. And yes, there are three L's in one um, in succession there. Um, similarly, our Twitter handle is at Cornell LRC. So that's one thing that we are going to be working on as a team um, this semester to ramp up our social media presence. And we hope that you will engage with all of us um, on those various platforms. So as I said, I'm very excited to be here. Um, super pumped about this podcast and looking forward to all the wonderful speakers that we will have over the course of the semester. I know in our, our premiere season, it was very cool for me uh, sort of behind the scenes hearing these different themes mm -hmm. of you know and ideas about language teaching that would emerge in in different ways with the different guests and shed different perspective on mm -hmm. it so I'm excited about uh, moving that forward with sort of some new uh, new voices and new faces here this time around and uh, it's great to have you Angelica I'm looking forward to, to where this is going to take us wonderful thank you so much Sam sure thing the Language Resource Center is located on the ground floor of Stimson Hall on Cornell's main campus in Ithaca, New York. Check us out on the web at lrc.cornell.edu or look for Cornell LRC on Facebook and Twitter. Speaking of Language is produced by Sam Lupwitz and Dan Gable. Recorded by Sam Lupwitz. Original music by Sam Lupwitz, Dan Gable, and Joe Gibson. <laughs>